Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Um, well, a lot of things. I've been researching my basketball reference nicknames. Um, we'll, be ta- we'll be talking about Special K today. I feel like it's a much, a much better nickname than Cat. I mean, I just feel like I'd much rather be Special K. I also want to know why his why his Twitter is just Carl Towns and he, he goes by Carl Anthony. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good question. Old Carl Towns. Because Carl Towns sounds like a guy who works like at the public services, like at the park. He's like cl- clean up trash at the park. He sounds like my 60 year old neighbor. Like I could just picture like, you know, you move into a new place and you, you meet the neighbor and he's just like a 60 year old dude whose name's Carl Towns. Uh, just a regular bloke, you know, works, works a nice job. I, I like him. I like him. I think you should go by Carl Towns. Carl Towns. Hey, Carl. How are you? Um, maybe he goes by Special K because he's really into ketamine. That could be it. I don't think that's the case. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. We got to get that nickname guy on the show from Basketball Reference. We, gotta, we really got to work harder on that, Tyler. Are you worried about Carl Anthony Towns' massive injury history? Uh... His his like anti his, his he anti finally missed five history. games last year. That was that was actually something uh, that was notable, right? He had played 82, 82, 82, and then finally down to seventy seven. Um, let me let me let me stand on my soapbox for a half a second, Tyler. Um, this is kind of where uh, I I'm really tired of of people who listen, if you want to take Carl Anthony Towns, number one overall, I get it. He's worth a number one pick. I'm not taking him number one overall. His ADP on uh, Yahoo is 4.7. So a lot of other people aren't taking him number one overall. But here's the argument I get. Oh, he's available in the playoffs. These other guys aren't going to be. You have literally no idea what's going to happen this season. Carl Anthony Towns uh, missed as almost as many games as basically everybody else in the top five last season, except for obviously Anthony Davis, who we're not going to talk about that situation, but this season, Carl Anthony Towns, any, anything can happen. Anthony Davis might play 78 games and Carl Anthony Towns might play 50. You just, you just don't know. And also you're not in the playoffs. This is the draft. So I don't need to hear the argument that anyone's got a good playoff schedule during the draft. And I also didn't need to hear an argument that Carl Anthony Towns is more durable than Steph Curry because so what past performance does not mean future results. Oh, well, for sure. And anyone could blow up, blow a tire, right? Like, you know, and, and no, we're not that we're rooting for that for anybody, but I mean, just because Joel Embiid misses, you know, 15 or 20 games every year, Maybe this is the year that he stays relatively healthy and plays, you know, 72, 75 games. And it's, you know, Bradley Beal, who's been super healthy the last couple of years, who has an injury that keeps him out for two months, right? Like we see guys break a hand or, 
injure a finger or you know something crazy well i mean the paul george thing is like the or the gordon hayward is the the most extreme example like everyone who drafted gordon hayward that year where he injured himself four minutes into the season right yeah um was thinking he was going to be what like a top 40 player and then boom four minutes into the year he's done for the year like no one could have predicted that um no one would predict that again like if you go back into that season no one would be going at the beginning going, oh, yeah, well, you know, he's definitely going to only play one one game, four minutes this season. Like, no one can project an injury, and any player can go down. I don't care if you – this is your – I mean, it was DeAndre Jordan, right? How many years in a row was he? 82, 82, 82, 82, like four or five, and then he finally missed a game. Like, everybody – Damian Lillard's the same way. Like, everyone misses games at some point with – Sometimes a freak injury. Sometimes, you know, we just finally decide to rest you, whatever it is. So I'd say there's a select few players, you know, like Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and Daniello Gallinari that like when the track record builds up after five, six years, like, all right, take a, take a little bit of break. But just a couple of years ago, everybody was like, Joel Embiid, I wouldn't even touch him. And now he's a first round player. So. And and Bradley Beal's another extreme example of that, right? Yep. Like exactly. look, look at like at Bradley Beal's games played like there for a while. It was bad every single year. And we're like, oh, man, we're so afraid of Bradley Beal. We're so afraid of Bradley Beal. And now, boom, last two years, 82, 82, the year before that, 77. The four years before that, 56, 73, 63, 55. So you're, you're injured till you're not and you're not injured till you are. <laughs> um, it's not super something we can predict. And. And, you know, right now you're feeling really good about Bradley Beal, right? Because you've seen three straight years of 77-plus games. Um, who knows? But you never know, right? And, Let's uh, say- yeah, so I think that that whole thing is overblown, but you're right. Like, there are some players where we just go, okay. And the Joel Embiid thing is kind of a different case now because it seems like the Sixers just have become set on, like, okay, you're not playing – many if any back-to-backs and you're not doing this and you're not doing that it's like almost like the sixers have decided that he's automatically going to miss some games um for whatever that's worth and with Kawhi, um who knows a uh, cat might be like i want to start resting games too maybe they make uh, they're in the playoffs like they're fully in the playoffs and he rests the last week of the season maybe they're so far out of the playoffs that uh, he demands a trade and sits out like Anthony Davis. Like I, anything can happen here. I'm okay with you taking him in the top, in anywhere in the top five. I'm taking him at number five if uh, if I'm doing the Mike only draft, which I probably should just do a Mike only draft. That'd be fun. Um, we're taking fifth overall. We're doing Yahoo ADPs. Who do I draft? We're going to build the first six rounds a team around Car Anthony Towns and. I can't think of a better player to build a team around um, if you were in a Roto League because Carl Anthony Towns does everything either very well or extremely well. He's a center who gets almost two threes. He gets one and a half blocks. He almost gets a steal. That That's kind of his steals. And um, assists are kind of – Yeah, when you – when your one when your one steal a game is your worst category, not quite one steal a game is your worst category. Um, that's that's a real privilege problem to have, right? <laughs> very very good. So you can go in any single direction you want to go in, and I honestly want to build up my assists. I, I, I we're not punting off the back, guys. We're not going to punt steals because he gets one steal. One steals 
you know, fine. 3.4 assists from your center is fine. Um, I want to make sure I get a, a ton of threes to build up on his uh, his good three-pointers from a center. Uh, and I want to keep my – I actually think I want to keep my percentages high as well just to uh, to see where um, – how far I can get there. I don't I, – if I can get to the top half in both percentages, then I'm going to be winning a majority of weeks. And if I can get one of those percentages like in the top two, that's like a whole – Another category that people ignore all the time that you're going to be winning week after week after week after week, and you're already going to be good at a bunch of other categories. So we're going to be picking in the second round at pick number 20. I'm looking for points. This is, points are hard to come by later in the draft. I'm looking for assists because assists are hard to come by later in the draft. And I'm looking at a couple very specific players, Trey Young and... Devin Booker, both hanging around at pick number 20. Now, there's a chance maybe Trey Young doesn't fall to you. Maybe Luka Doncic does. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe Drew Holiday does. That'd be cool. I'd take any of those major guards in this, from the second round right here at pick number so, 20. I doubt any a, of them are going to fall to you. This is an interesting question to me, though, and I've been getting this a little bit. Um, of those four players in the Mike-only draft, um, oh. regardless of who you have in the first pick, right? So let's let's say for whatever reason you have the same player for all four of those people and it's, you know, someone who's just kind of good across the board or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, how are you ranking those four players? Because I've gotten some pushback on um, a few of those guys and I'm just interested to hear your thoughts. Oh, that's a, a fairly good question. Um, oh, man. Like I might have been too down on Luka Doncic going into the season. Uh, you were way up on Luka Doncic going into the season. Um, I still think I'm taking Drew Holiday first. I'm with you. I actually have Drew, Drew Holiday. Um, so I, I mentioned I have Luka Doncic inside my top 20. I You mentioned <sighs> when I say that, that obviously means I don't have him inside my top 15. I do have Drew Holiday inside my top 15. There you go. And I feel like he's been so like, here's another guy, Oh, injury, injury, injury. Now he's like been a solid, super solid player. And a lot of those injuries, actually, some of them weren't very serious. And then there was the time where his, his wife had a brain tumor and he was out for a little bit. Like some people are going to look at his game history and be a little bit worried about it. And I don't think you need to be because Drew Holiday's going to be fine. He's going to be great. Um, I really like Drew Holiday this season a ton. And I think, he, to me, I'd take him f- over those four players. I think I might go Kimba over Doncic because I know Kimba's done it before. And then I'd go Doncic, and then I'd go Trey Young. And I think, actually, that might surprise more people, is the Trey Young being last out of those four. Uh, yeah, so I am with you there. I... um. I'm going to go for Doncic over Kemba and I get the whole Kemba's done it before and Kemba's absolutely phenomenal player. Right. And I don't think you can really go wrong um, with either one, but I think this goes back to my, my maybe like, you know, Ben Simmons more than some people is like, I feel like if I can get elite rebounds and elite assists with really good points, um, I feel like that's a huge, huge advantage. And say what you want about Luka Doncic. Like he's going to get more steals than Trey Young. 
so there so if you're comparing those two like really i don't know other than you're gonna say trey young is gonna get more assists i maybe significantly more assists okay like if you think trey young is gonna get 10 assists a game i could see maybe maybe you know but but that's one category and we talk about this a lot right like would you rather have and now maybe with the right player you would rather have 10 assists but if you've already got you know a Giannis type who's getting you like six would you rather have Luka Doncic's you know six six and a half seven or would you rather have Trey Young's 10 when you can have four rebounds as a point guard or eight eight and a half nine rebounds as a point guard (laughs) like Big on Luka Doncic, yeah. I definitely would rather have him over Trey Young. Um, I don't think Even Kemba, is right? like, fall, like going to fall to us. I don't think Kim is going to fall to us. I don't think uh is going to fall to us here at pick number 20. Trey Young might. Devin Booker will pr- almost most likely and be here. Here's the other thing, too. Like When we throw Devin Booker into that equation, I think I would rather have Devin Booker than Trey Young, maybe just because I feel like Booker elite elite points. Brilliant. And then we talk we talk about that, right? Like he averaged twenty six and a half a game last year. Um, I don't think Trey Young is going to sniff that number, right? Like I think Trey Young's maybe twenty one, maybe twenty two best best case scenario. Um, neither one are getting you a ton of defensive stats. Um, so then you're looking, you know, Trey Young's elite steals. And and Booker's much better percentages too. So in this particular build, right, where we're caring about percentages, Devin Booker's percentages are going to be better than Trey Young's, and especially the field goal, I think, is going to be significantly better. Like Devin Booker shot like forty six and a half percent last year. Um, Trey Young going to shoot like what forty? Maybe maybe the best at forty three. So here are you going to find someone who could score twenty five plus points a game? Um, this point, of, not you're not uh, outside of the second round. Uh, you're only, there's only like maybe two guys, like Blake Griffin, and uh, I don't know who would the other guy be, Zach Levine. Yeah, maybe, but I is Levine's point, And here's a Bulls question that maybe has nothing to do with this podcast. Uh, are Levine's points going to go down a little bit with marketing? somewhat fully healthy and Wendell, so. Wendell Carter playing more like, you know what I mean? Like I get Zach Levine's kind of a microwave and he's going to have like, he's always going to have big games. I don't care what team that dude plays for. He's always going to have like a couple 40 point games every season. Like he just seems like he's a guy who like every once in a while just gets super hot. And then obviously people team's going to feed him the ball. Like if he's making every shot, why would you not feed him the ball? But I just feel like those points might come down a little bit from last season with that team a little healthier, assuming that team is a little healthier. I think his points will come down as well. They should anyway. I I mean, I don't know. That team still looks like it's got a lot of issues and it's going to look a lot, especially at the beginning of the season, a lot like they did last year where Zach Levine tries to do too much, pounds the ball out, and does not play team basketball. Uh, if I if I go to any of these Bulls games and Larry Markkinen takes less than 15 shots, I am going to storm the court and be probably be arrested. So then you'll have to do the podcast yourself, Tyler. Um and you'll have to do your own, you know, Tyler only draft, Tyler only waiver wires for the rest of the season because I'll be definitely in jail. Um, you get that, you get one you get one call a day. We we'll just have to make these podcasts shorter. That's true. I do get one call a day. Um, speaking of making a call, Tyler, it's time to make a call with our second pick. 
I'm picking Devin Booker. Uh, Trey Young, I think you could also pick him here, but I'm taking Devin Booker. I just think Devin Booker, right? We mentioned it, like, just really, really good. Uh, super elite points. Uh, puts us in a really good position to build going forward. And I, I feel all right with these two about maybe not picking a, a – like, I don't think I need a 20-point guy with my next pick, right? I'm okay picking a guy who gets, like, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, um, depending on who's available, just because we have two really elite points, guys. We have two incredibly good points, guys. Our threes are good. Our rebounds are good. Our assists are fine. We're not certainly not last. Uh, we got great percentages, solid blocks. Next pick is at pick number 29. It's very, very close. Right down the, the list here. Technically, Donovan Mitchell could be available. I'm going to doubt that he is. Pascal Siakam is someone I'm semi-interested in. Zion Williamson I'm kind of interested in at the, with this pick. We Usually we don't pick him. Uh, but I, I think I'm kind of interested in Zion Williamson. Maybe taking a swing on him. De'Aaron Fox. Draymond Green, if you don't care about points. Chris Paul, if you really want to blow that assist uh, up to where it needs to be. Buddy Heald, if you want to get your threes back up. D'Angelo Russell, also a threes guy. Uh, and you could even reach down a little bit. Not, I don't think it's a huge reach for someone like Jaron Jackson, um, Tyler. I'm, I'm being I'm being allured. I'm being allured. I don't think that's a word by Zion Williamson. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, not in this build. I don't think. I think Zion's going to be a semi punt free throws guy. In the sense that, I mean, I, I think last year at Duke he did not shoot well, and I think this preseason he's not shown us any reason that he's going to shoot shoot well. I think he's going to be, you know, in the mid sixties probably, maybe seventy at the best. Um, I feel like we're really good in, in free throws, and and so I don't I don't want him in this particular build. Um, obviously, I've seen some good things from Zion. We are going to have a an in depth chat about old Zion um, with my bull predictions. I think so. That's something to look forward to. All right. Well, I'm kind of leading Zion simply. Um, it kind of hurts the three point. So maybe, maybe I can be talked out of it. Our threes are fine, but our rebounds well, are going to be, his rebounds are going to be great. His percentage, field goal percentage is going to be elite, obviously. And he's going to get a block yeah. and a, probably a little over a steal. So. so it's only preseason. So it's, it's sometimes foolish to say this, but he's been shooting virtually no jumpers. He's literally just been attacking the basket. To be honest, if, if you and, and no, 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 that doesn't mean he can't be elite in fantasy. Like, don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm just saying, if you don't shoot any jumpers, you can't get any threes. So, what is he going to get? Like half a game, maybe. Like, I'm I'm concerned about that category for fantasy purposes. Um, Absolutely, I'm I also, think his threes could be suspect. I'm also very concerned about his free throws. So. I feel like in a build where we're caring a little bit about our percentages, I, I just see some guys on the board that I'd I'd rather have, um, where I don't necessarily have to to punt. Um, well, then I'd say who uh, that's still on the board is someone that you are interested in. Um, so for me, I think the pick comes down to obviously if Donovan Mitchell's gone, that's one thing, right? Um, that's our guy, I think here, kind of in this range. I like him a lot. Um, Assuming he's gone, the three guys I would be looking at over Donovan Mitchell just feel better about them. Um, a little bit would be De'Aaron Fox, D'Angelo Russell, Chris Porzingis. Um, I actually kind of really like Fox here. 
And I feel like Fox is a point guard who's going to be his, his free throws are, eh, but there's not a super high volume there. So he's going to get you a good field goal percentage. He's hitting some threes, right? Um, most Kings people think he's going to take another step up in his points this season. That that's something he's been working on is scoring a little bit more, um, elite steals, elite blocks for a, now I won't say elite, but very good blocks for a Bro, guard. guard. Good. That's what I mean. Very Half good. a game. So I'm kind of into that, especially here. Like if Donovan Mitchell's gone, I I like the Fox in in this, um, okay. quite a bit. I and think, maybe you're um, over time, like I just feel like, you know, getting those assists are, are something we still need with a guy like Cat, who maybe he bumps it up to four, four and a half, five. But what if he doesn't? What if he's at three again? Like. I, I don't necessarily want to double down with rebounds when I know there's a bunch of guys, right? There's a bunch of guys I can get later on that are going to get me a barrel load of rebounds. Not too worried about rebounds. We have not been worried about rebounds in the later rounds. Um, and even so, I mean, like, we could go Chris Paul here and really get uh, assists, but De'Aaron Fox, um, he's not a negative in threes like Zion is. He's a definitely a bigger positive in steals. And... The free throw thing still might be a little bit of an issue here, but I think you're 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 going to make up for it with Cat and Booker on the team. Um, and Booker Booker right is a guy who's going to shoot. You know, we're talking probably five for Fox and like six and a half attempts for Devin Booker. So obviously, like his very good 88 percent is also going to boost up. And then you know, you talk about Towns too. Um, I think we're okay there. We're not. It's not the ideal pick, and there's a couple of other guys that would be a little more ideal, but you know, you can't have everything in your draft, and sometimes guys don't drop to you. And and so I think I like Fox here. Um, yeah, I don't mind Fox here at all. I think he's a great guard. He's like one of the last really good guards left. Chris Paul has some question marks about how long he's gonna play. He always ends up playing like 60 some games. Uh Kat Lowry, you could probably get in the next round, so you don't have to take him at pick 29. Um you got I like D'Angelo too, who I think is just being super underrated. Like him and, and De'Aaron Fox, like I'm fine kind of interchanging those two. Just feel like the stat lines are are relatively similar. Like Russell's going to give you a few more points, which I don't think we super need in, in this particular build, which is why I kind of like Fox. Um, but I feel like, you know, it's kind of six and one half dozen in the other between those two. Like each category, maybe one's a little bit better than this. The other one's a little bit better than that. So I don't understand why, why people are hating on Russell as much as they are. I guess they assume that just because he went to golden state, he's going to be worse. I think he's going to be better. So he's going to, his percentage is going to go up. He's going to hit more threes. Like he's in a better system playing with better players. And that usually means you end up playing pretty well. Um, Someone who's in a, on a, in a worse scenario, would be Pascal Siakam, uh, who is going around number 29. And um, I don't know if I'd terribly like him for this bill because he only gets about a steal and a almost a block. Uh, his percentages are great, though. If this was a roto league, I think I might be leaning towards Pascal Siakam here. here but since it is a head-to-head league, I think we should go Fox. Good. All right. We got Cat. We got Booker and Fox. Our points are great. Our assists are very good. Our rebounds uh, might be sl- slipping just a just a tad, just a little bit. Um, our steals are great. Our blocks, eh, they're okay. But our field goal percentage is great, and our free throw percentage is still um, in the top half. Let's go down to pick number 44. Um, once again, the list of 40- people who are going 44, Larry Market, DeMar DeRozan, Mike Connolly, 
Otto Porter, Chris Middleton, Clay Capella, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, CJ McCollum. Uh, our next pick is at 53, where there's a very good chance we will end up with Kyle Lowry, Jamal Murray, perhaps Bam Adebayo. We could get weird with Brooke Lopez. Perhaps Tobias Harris falls to us. So at 44, Conley feels like the safe pick here. Uh, Larry Markin's the fun pick here, but I, I think I want to bo- boost my blocks a little bit. Uh, I, I say I, I think I want Lamarcus. I go with the big. That's that's who I want. Marcus Aldridge, good, good block, good percentages, super underrated guy. Um, obviously, not a ton of threes, but I think we're we're okay in that category. Um, we could use some more threes. I feel. Uh, but I, I feel like we're okay. I feel like we'll we'll make up for that um, here in a little bit. Um, and that may be a reason you go Russell in that, that round before, right? Is Russell's going to hit what three, three and a half threes. Like he's going to shoot a ton of threes in that golden yeah. state system. And you know, if, if, well, but Fox actually was kind of a good shooter last year, which was a surprise, um, especially for three point range. So that's actually something to watch this year. What does that three point percentage look like? Was last year a little bit of an aberration? Um, will he shoot more because he proved that he could shoot them? Um, Obviously, you know, things things change year to year. I like LaMarcus here, though. I feel like he helps our blocks. Going to be a good points guy. Good percentages, which we're caring about. Um, yeah, it's just a, just a mention there. Um, and then, obviously, you know, I think we know where this is going going forward. Like, we kind of target the same guys um, mostly after this. So we know who's available and who we want to get. Um, I just yeah, feel like I, LaMarcus is a good fit here. Like I no, I feel like if I'm looking at Lamarcus and I'm looking at Lowry Marketing, hear me out. Blocks are are okay. We might be able to get some blocks a little bit later. Oh, we definitely can. Is it is it so? Is it crazy to say Lowry Marketing, Lamarcus Aldridge score about the same amount of points? Larry Marketing gets more rebounds. Obviously, like two, two more threes a game, if not more. Their assists are going to be similar. Their steals are going to be similar. And then the blocks is the real the kill. The blocks and the field goal percentage are the real killer here. So, do we want to take a little bit of hit on blocks and field goals to get those threes that we might have been missing from De'Aaron Fox? Good question. I don't super want to do that. I mean, like could and it, it's not going to kill you right you can make it up um i just feel like up later too. i just feel like lamarcus in this particular build right gives you that nice boost in in field goal percentage and, and mark is going to hurt you there like he's going to be what like 43 um and I feel like, you know, we're kind of caring about that. And especially if we're going to go Kyle Lowry with our next pick, right? Like Kyle Lowry is not going to shoot that good of a field goal percentage. So, true. you know, if you're, if you, if that's the plan, right? If the plan is to go Kyle Lowry, then you're kind of going bang, bang, big, big field goal hit, big field goal hit. And obviously like Lowry's on a little bit limited attempt, more limited attempts than some of these other players, but yeah, I don't, I don't super love that. Um, plus, like, how many threes is Kyle Lowry going to hit this year? Like, I feel like they're going to mm-hmm. have to do more. And 
the plan is to kind of, I think, run him and Fred Van Vliet together a little bit. And like, would it be shocking to you to see him back over three this year? Because it wouldn't me at all. I think, I mean, I think it's possible for a the typical Kyle Lowry season where he starts out really, really f- and hot, really strong, really quick, and then he's burning. He's like basically a top fifteen player, and obviously you should sell high on him then. He'll definitely be probably. Uh, I think I think he'll definitely be hitting more than three threes a game during that hot start to the season, and then it'll tail off. And I think by the end of the season, he might end up not averaging three threes a game. Yeah, and that's fair, right? And obviously, you know, we're, we're the the in season management is another thing. But you know, I might move him. I might, you know, I'm, and my team might look completely different. I might move him not because I'm trying to sell super high, but because. I don't know. Someone on my team got hurt, and you know, I I can't I can't take all that. What I do know is he's going to shoot a ton of threes. He's going to get a ton of assists. Steals are going to be good. Rebounds are going to be good. I get Lamarcus here. I come back with Kyle Lowry. I feel good about those two like combined, right? Giving you like one and a half three pointers. So one and a half three pointers from two players there, one a big and one a, a point guard, is a pretty good spread. And then I feel like maybe I still need to boost that a little bit. But it's again, it's this thing I talk about where like. You know, we're getting 13 rebounds and like 10 assists combined too, which is another, you know, kind of big boost. Plus we're getting the the 1.7, 1.8 steals and the 1.6 or 1.7 blocks combined between those two players. And I feel like, you know, when you kind of put those two together and you average it out, um, those are big boosts in, in pretty much every category, which is what I like. I like to do. I like to do that a lot. It's fair. Um I think we're going to go LMA and Lowry, but I'm going to actually throw an alternative uh, alternative future, alternative draft, like something that's never happened. Um, Connolly and Brooke Lopez. What do you think about switching that up? You take Connolly uh, in the fourth round, you get your guard stats, you get your threes, you get your assists, but then you go Lopez and you're getting your blocks and you're getting threes, which I feel like bumps your threes. I'm, yeah, but I'm worried about our rebounds at that point. Um, a little I, I, bit. I would be worried about my rebounds, but I think you, you can safely go with a with a big down at pick number 68. You got Jones Valanciunas, Thomas Bryant. I can get Enos Cantor at 100. I love that pairing. I, if, if, if whatever pick I have right in there, 100, if I can get Enos Cantor with that, I'm I'm sold on the Mike Conley and Brooke Lopez pairing. You might be able to get Jonas at pick number 68. We're going to go LMA and Lowry, but the alternative future is Connolly and Brooke Lopez. I think that's an interesting combination. And we're going to go all the way down to pick number 68, where Thomas Bryant, Jonas Valanciunas, a lot of centers are available. Steven Adams, uh, one of your favorite players, Josh Richardson, is available. Jonathan Isaac, are the, the I mean, normal guys, the, the Shea Gillers Alexander. If you're worried about threes, right? I feel like Richardson, the pick to click. Um, if you just want to think here your, with LM, if we go LMA, I want to go Josh Rich. Right. And if you want, if you just want, I feel like, you know, Shea Gilgis is, is the kind of safe bet here. We talk about that a lot. If you want another big man, if you want to go for, you know, Conley and Lowry, like we have been, and then, you know, kind of come back here with, you know, a center, there's tons of centers here. And, there, and all three of those centers, you know, Jonas, Thomas Bryant, Stephen Adams, they're all kind of going right in this range. I am a fan of all three. I have picked all three in different leagues, depending on what the rest of my team looks like. 
Um, yeah, I just and feel I think like, like the only issue, the only flag I would put out there is Steven Adams's free throw percentage. Um, I feel like Jonas fits the build a little bit better, especially if you um, yeah, here feel sure. comfortable in blocks. If you feel comfortable in blocks, yeah. Um, and here's the the another one of your alternative realities. Um, we've seen the Wizards are going to let Thomas Bryant shoot threes. It looks like so. Maybe that's a, a spot where you boost your your three pointers a little bit by getting another center that might get you know close to one a game. I mean, I don't know how many he's going to shoot, but it looks like he's been firing away quite a bit this preseason. So that's kind of something to watch and maybe a reason why he takes a little bit boost up and maybe why you want to go him over Steven Adams and Jonas is you think he's going to shoot threes this year, um, which is it, it definitely looks like it's a thing. Yeah, you can take a big swing there with Thomas Bryan, which, you know, I'm actually um, uh, I'm not against that at pick 68. Definitely not against that. And I think that kind of wraps it up. We we went all over the place with Cat Daddy, and I think that is the moral of this story. You can go in any direction with Cat because he's just the most versatile across-the-board player. You can punt – you could end up punting legitimately any category or – being great in any category, I would kind of suggest you not um, trying to the- to punt blocks or rebounds uh, if you end up taking cat or points. Really, uh, if you end up taking cat, and uh, I would say you should probably pay attention to your percentages if you have cat as well. And I think we did um, with Booker and Fox as our next two picks, Lamarcus and Lowry. Um, I went with a Connolly Blopez build. And then Tyler went with Jay Rich, and I went with Jonas Valanciunas. Um, Tyler. And, and that's maybe the one reason why Towns should get some credence at number one is he's the – I won't say the one player, but a player, right, that you can kind of do anything you want with. And that, that makes True. your draft fun because – now, you know, for whatever reason, right, you know, we're looking at these ADPs and we've been looking at these ADPs the whole time, right? But maybe you're at pick 24 and for whatever reason, you know, Drew Holiday fell to you or Kemba Walker or Jimmy Butler and you're just like, well, damn, this is just such a good value. I can pick him. But if you've boxed yourself in, you know, and then maybe that happens later on in the draft, you know, we're talking outside the top 50, you get someone like Chris Middleton falls to you or Laurie Markinen or maybe Jason Tatum for whatever reason drops down. Like players like towns give you the ability to go anywhere and change your strategy on a dime because this person fell to you where fell way further than you thought he should, whoever that player may be. Um, So that makes your draft fun and it makes you a little bit more open to getting some value that maybe you wouldn't be able to get if you did our, for example, on the turn where we straight punted right from the beginning and went Simmons and Drummond. Exactly. That boxes you completely in. If anyone else is on your uh, punting strategy, they're now vying for the same players that you are. And you got to execute your draft uh, very surgically in order to pull off the right punt strategy. You know, we in the previous episode, we talked about Giannis. Well, hopefully Drummond's available. Hopefully Ben Simmons is available. But if that doesn't happen, well, what are you going to do? Cat. Uh, does allow you to go in any single direction. But you want to make sure that you are getting elite in the categories that Cat is elite in and at least boosting one other category that he's not so elite in. 
uh, which I think we did with our assist with Fox and Lowry. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Find me at Watch the Boxes. Guys, if you like the show, rate, review us, or go to patreon.com, support the show, get exclusive content. And if you want to get in the Listener League, I think this is like your last chance to get into a Listener League. So um, hit us up. Get on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And we will catch you next time.